happening? Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, everyone? What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody just calm down! Don't you do it! Don't! Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Stutzman is done at the University of Oklahoma. I know that some of you are hoping, man, this is a prank, right? Danny Stutzman, surely he's going to come out and say, you know what, guys, I was just messing around, just like with the tattoos. I don't think that Danny Stutzman would do that. Danny Stutzman's a prankster. He's got, he's got himself a personality. It's way out there, but I don't think that Danny Stutzman is fooling anybody with this stuff uh you know not trying to fool anybody that is but danny stutzman again is taking his talents to the national football league parker thune how you doing well steely not great news if you're an ou football fan (sighs) not not a great uh not a great start to your thursday if you woke up to that well and i guess the news got around before most folks went to bed last night but even so uh, not the not the ideal lead into a show on a Thursday no. in December. It, it is not. What are we going to do without Danny Stutzman? What are we going to do without Steve Stutzman? Oh, right? Steve's, Steve's not going anywhere. Come on, I now. know, but we need Steve available, listening to the show every day and uh, chiming in every now and then, and letting people know, you know, what's going on sometimes. The Stutzman family is very important to Sooner football and always will be. Uh, in fact, uh, can we observe uh, right after this little 30-second uh, tribute? Can we observe, can you play, and we'll all have a moment of silence right after this for like five seconds for Danny Stutzman. Let's roll that if we can. I'm sorry about two things in life. I'm sorry that one, Oklahoma only fears God. And number two. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from Glen to Glen and down the mountainside. Does everybody have a tear in their eye? Does everybody have a tear in their eye? Danny Stutzman career at Oklahoma, his career, uh, you know, starts out, man, this guy can play. He's making plays. And then uh, new defense, you know, he still makes a ton of tackles a year ago. But you can see the fanatical effort and the heart that he plays with all the time. Had a great season, you know, this year. And uh, now, all of a sudden, Danny Stutzman's done. I can remember him jumping out, you know, on the floor at the LNC, getting the students and the crowd fired up. Danny Stutzman will be missed. So what is the legacy for one Danny Stutzman, Parker Thune, in your mind? Well, I think it'll be similar to the legacy of Kenneth Murray. Think about another great OU linebacker that only spent three years in the Crimson and Cream. You know, is it as powerful and as potent a legacy as it might have been if he'd stayed for his senior year? Maybe not. But I think when OU fans remember Danny Stutzman, they're going to remember a guy who played with ferocity, who was the best player on the field for most of his career at the University of Oklahoma. And 
not only somebody who played with that type of ferocity, but led with that type of ferocity. No, you know, he kind of has an off the wall personality and you saw that throughout his freshman year and on into his sophomore year. But there came a point where Danny Stutzman turned a corner and he still has a sense of humor. Don't get me wrong, but it really seemed like he didn't really take anything seriously at the beginning, you know, kind of let everything roll off his back. And then I think the experience of that six and seven season a year ago unlocked an intensity in Danny Stutzman that I think it was fair to wonder at a certain point whether he had it or not. But when you saw when you began to see that intense side of Danny Stutzman, I think he came to the realization that, oh, if this guy is able to channel this mentality and this aggression that he plays with, he has the chance to be one of the best linebackers and best defensive players in all of college football because he's always been a playmaker, Steely. But for his freshman year, throughout his freshman year and throughout most of his sophomore year, uh, he was a guy that was you know, not quite running around like a chicken with his head cut off, but somebody that was so eager to go make a play, somebody that was so eager to flow to the ball that he ended up over-pursuing at times and maybe overdoing it. And as he began to gain more experience throughout his career at Oklahoma and got coached up by Brent Venables, you saw him be able to channel that aggression and control it to the point where he took such good angles this year. He arrived with such force at the point of contact. He looked the part of a Buckus Award type of linebacker, and obviously that's not an award he's going to win this year. He wasn't even a finalist somehow. But uh, the way that Danny Stutzman played in 2023, I mean, it's – up there with any individual season we've seen from an OU linebacker in recent memory and again I I put him I'd put him in the same breath as Kenneth Murray in that regard yeah and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the Sooners move forward at linebacker I do think that room is still very talented when you talk about Kip Lewis and Jaron Kanick and you know uh, Kobe McKenzie Sammy Omasigo You've got Lewis Carter and Phil Pachotti there. You've got James Nesta coming in in the uh, 2024 recruiting class. I, I think they've got the talent and the ability in the class, and maybe they add a Pooh Paul from Arkansas, right, uh, the linebacker. I know everybody's looking at that kid, but maybe Oklahoma gets uh, Chris Paul Jr. from Arkansas through the portal to uh, join that group of linebackers that I talked about. But my question is, is there anybody there in that room that can be the Danny Stutzman type leader that he became, you know, the captain of this defense. Uh, a lot of guys, there may be some guys in that room that have some more ability than Danny Stutzman down the road, but do they have the leadership, the football IQ that Danny, uh, you know, particularly showed off for most of uh, this last season? I know down the stretch the linebackers struggled in the last couple games of the year with run fits and everything. But do they do they have somebody in that room who can become that leader? What are your thoughts of what they have right now in the linebacker room moving forward? I, I, I just think it's impossible to know. You know, because, for instance, back in 2021, again, when Danny Stutzman was a freshman, you would never have figured that guy would become the leader of a locker room at Oklahoma because he was too much of an oddball at that point. Again, he was somebody that didn't really take stuff seriously. And so – to see his growth and maturation under Brent Venables in the last two years has been remarkable. And so you look at that Oklahoma linebacker room these days, absent Stutzman, and you have to figure, okay, 
there's somebody on that roster, there's somebody in that room that's going to take that jump. As far as who it is, man, I don't know. There's going to be a lot of inexperience. There's going to be a lot of excitement, a lot of exciting guys that are, I, I think, will be ready to take the next step next year. But even so, I mean, let's call it like it is. There's going to be a lot of inexperience in that linebacker room, and you're going to be counting on at least a couple of guys to make sizable jumps in terms of their roles and their level of performance on Saturdays. And you you bring back guys that have some experience, Kip Lewis, Kobe McKenzie, Jaron Kanick, et cetera. Lewis Carter is going to be a sophomore. I don't think he can redshirt because of how much action he saw on special teams this year. Sammy Omasigo is going to be a sophomore. Going to have Phil Pachotti back in the mix. Taylor Heim did redshirt, and then he got James Nesta coming in. So your young crop of linebackers, there's a lot of talent there, and there are a lot of very intriguing qualities, not just in terms of their football ability, but their leadership ability. It just becomes a matter of, okay, who who is it that takes that jump as a football player and not only commands the respect of the locker room for the level of competition that they bring to the gridiron, but also the way that they can lead a unit and a lo- and an entire locker room to coalesce towards a common goal. Absolutely, and uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, Brent Venables at the Alamo Bowl press conference today was asked about it and, you know, said uh, everything has its time and place. Clearly, Danny Stutzman is moving on. You know, he's asked if he's going to play in the bowl game. Those decisions haven't been made. We'll get some of Brent's uh, audio coming up here in a little bit. But, uh, you know, Danny Stutzman, beloved Sooner and uh, fan favorite, and uh, probably has played again his last game at the University of Oklahoma. I'd be surprised again. Shocked if DG played. Very surprised if Danny Stutzman played. If they want to play, you know, first of all, I don't think DG is going to. I would be, you know, still surprised if Danny Stutzman did, if this is his decision, and we all think it is. Uh, And get those other guys the reps they need. Get those other guys the reps they need in this matchup coming up with Arizona. All right, Cavens Group is where we are today. Gary, Amanda, Jessica, Duke, everybody out here, they're great people with a great reputation, and they are known to be the very best in the business. I forgot Chris Smith, Norman High School legend Chris Smith, Mr. Roofer here in the metro area, Chris Smith. And, uh, you know, what do they do? Disaster response. They specialize in water. Mold damage, crime scene cleanup. They're a, a big uh, supporter of the community here. They've given away over the past uh, nearly five years now uh, almost uh, a half a million dollars to the local community. That's how they roll here at Cavens. You can reach them. You know, uh, we certainly don't have to think that you uh, want to be using Cavens a lot because you don't need disasters. But if you do need them, they're the best, the very best. It's like calling. Mariano Rivera out of the Yankees bullpen. You know they're going to close the deal for you. In the metro area, 405-573-3048. And in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Duke is out here today. The whole gang's out here. Online, by the way, at Cavens, C-A-V-I-N-S, com. So we're just getting warmed up. We'll get to the text line, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is available to you guys. And we also want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113, for sponsoring our first hour here on The Ref. We'll be right back on the home of Sooner fans. 
We are back here at Cavens Group on a Thursday. Gary, Jessica, Amanda Duke, the whole crew's out here. Chris, and uh, love being out here on Thursdays. They are the best of the business at what they do. Disaster response, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup. Cavens is the five-star recruit that you need on your roster when it comes to disaster response. We will hear from Gary coming up here in the uh, next segment on this Thursday. We do have some audio thanks to the uh, efforts of Tyler McComas. Thank you, Tyler. Appreciate it very much. Brent Venables at the Alamo Bowl press conference, uh, and that just wrapped up here just a, a little while ago. But here is the exchange he had with reporters talking about Danny Stutzman uh, moving on from OU, and here's how that all went down this morning. Yeah, you know, everything has its time, and uh, when, whenever Danny is prepared to let everybody know what his future uh, is going to look like, you know, out of respect for him, uh, I'll reserve, you know, comment, you know, for uh, that that moment in time. But all that being said, Danny um, had a, a, an amazing year, uh, as good of a leader as we have on our team, as good of a leader as I've been around, his, his passion, his love, his respect that he has, uh, for his teammates and his teammates have for him, you know, leadership is, 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 I've never looked at it as a position. I think it's about action and he's represented uh, everything that you would want from a leader. He's made everybody around him better. And there's not a, a player in our locker room that loves the university of Oklahoma and respects his, his opportunity and what this has meant for him and his life more than, than Danny Stutzman. So I got great thankfulness and appreciation uh, for everything that Danny represents and what he's done uh, to help us, you know, the last two years. There you go, Brent, uh, at the Alamo Bowl press conference that wrapped up uh, within the last 45 minutes or so, talking about uh, Danny Stutzman, his impact on Sooner football, which was uh, obviously enormous. But not only uh, Danny, a really good football player, but a great leader in the locker room. You, you know, we played the audio of the uh, speech he gave before the OU Texas game, turned it into a nice uh, NIL opportunity, you know, with the T-shirts. I'm sure they made a bunch on those. But, uh, you know, personality that's uh, out there, very charismatic, and uh, he certainly will be missed. There is no doubt about that. Now, uh, portal possibilities for the Sooners. Uh, What do you think about Chris Paul Jr., Pooh Paul from Arkansas, Highly touted, lot, everybody's going to be, you know, if you need a linebacker, he might be at the very top of the list. He's certainly up there in the top tier. What do you think the Sooners' opportunities are with the uh, the Razorback, Pooh Paul, uh, now in the portal? Well, I mean, they, they only offered him this morning, and obviously OU was not under the impression that they were going to need a portal linebacker until very, very recently. So uh, the names I would watch in addition to Pooh Paul at the linebacker position would be Corey Flagg, formerly of Miami, and Brandon George, formerly of Pittsburgh. Now, I, I here's what here's what else I know, and obviously this is about all I, all I can say at the moment. There are a couple other linebackers that aren't yet in the portal that were they to hit the portal, Oklahoma would have very heavy interest in them. So the Sooners are kind of just playing a waiting game with those couple of dudes, but. Obviously, as things stand right now, Chris Paul is one of the best linebackers in the transfer portal, and so it makes sense. You know, you got to replace a guy that is likely going to be off the board by day two of the NFL draft. You want to look for a high-end contributor who has experience, who's been able to compete and play and perform at a high level. 
Poopal fits that bill. Uh, he's been outstanding for Arkansas, and I expect him to be one of the top targets at that position for Oklahoma going forward. He won't be the only target, far from it, but I think if you're building out your hierarchy of linebackers that OU will have heavy interest in, obviously he's going to be up towards the top. No doubt. All right. Uh, so when uh, do we have the DG clip, by the way? Uh, it's in, should be in the folder. Tyler cut that one for us as well. Uh, Brent was asked about uh, Dylan Gabriel, his situation. I wonder, before we play that clip, does this, you know, because everybody wants a good conspiracy theory. I mean, we all thought that this was going to be Dylan Gabriel's last year. And then it was Jackson Arnold and off to the SEC. Danny Stutzman, you know, we were wondering, is he going to come back? Uh, you know, but I think a lot of people thought, yeah, I think Danny Stutzman will probably come back. Is this all just as simple as Danny Stutzman got maybe a little bit better grade from the NFL people than he expected, and Dylan Gabriel didn't get the grade he was hoping for and didn't get the invite to the Senior Bowl? Is it all that simple, you think, Parker? Do I think it's – Quite that simple, no, but I I think draft grades were probably a very large piece of the puzzle for both of those guys. And look, I I think regardless of what Dylan Gabriel's draft grade would have been, I think with how much of a need there is in the NFL right now for quarterbacks, I still believe he would have heard his name called and made a 53-man roster if he'd decided to move on to professional pastures, as it were. But look, Danny Stutzman's one of the most fearsome linebackers in the country. You knew whatever draft grade he got was going to be a solid one, uh, was going to be an upper echelon one. And, yeah, is is the draft grade all of it? No. But was it a large facet of the decision for both of those guys? No doubt. All right. Uh, do we have the DG clip, by we the do. way? All right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk. The national reaction was so out of whack. Oh, my gosh, there must be problems in Oklahoma. Look, Dylan Gabriel's leaving. Again, these are people who have no clue what they're talking about. They're not as close to the program. I mean, just like we probably, if we saw something at Auburn or somebody else, uh, you know, out, uh, you know, that's got a fairly, not that Auburn's a absolute powerhouse, but a good solid program, won some national championships. Uh, we wouldn't be probably really accurate on just reacting to something that happened there. But that's what happened with the national media when people saw Dylan Gabriel's, you know, in the transfer portal. Uh, we all knew that, and Brent said, you know, this will be Dylan's last year, that the plan was going to be Jackson Arnold. And uh, Dylan, I think, was probably thinking, you know, I'm off to the NFL after this as well. And he didn't get the uh, the grade that he was expecting. And, again, he did not get the invite to the Senior Bowl. And the thought process is probably, you know what, I can make some really good money. I can keep climbing the career passing charts in NCAA football history, maybe compete for a national championship at a place like Oregon. Let's do that. And uh, But the, the national reaction was, uh, you know, just ridiculous to some extent. Uh, here's Brent talking about the DG situation today at the Alamo Bowl presser. Uh, that hasn't been uh, finalized yet, so I'll uh, comment on that when uh, it's the appropriate time. And uh, But uh, Dylan's been amazing. He's obviously played his best football this year. Uh, we wouldn't have put ourselves in this position and had the kind of success we did, certainly the turnaround uh, that we did from year one to year two without Dylan and all of his hard work, his leadership, his commitment. He got, he made everybody around him better. So 
uh, you know, really, really thankful and proud of Dylan and, and, uh, and he's going to have whatever is next for him. Um, you know, I promise you, he gonna have his hands all over. It's going to be, uh, you know, a really successful uh, transition for him. There you go. And uh, DG was asked, or uh, Brent was asked the question, you know, is is there any chance that he still plays in the Alamo Bowl? And you're putting that percentage chance at what, 1% Parker? And how many percent, <laughs> what's the percentage point on Danny Stutzman, 2%? What do you think? Very, very low for both of those guys. I would think there's more of a chance that Gabriel plays than Stutzman plays, because if you're preparing for the NFL draft, Pretty much the standard these days, if you're going to be a top 100-ish pick, is you sit out the bowl game in preparation. And Stutzman's been kind of banged up as well, so you got to take that into consideration. But I I don't know, man. Did, if I had to put money down, I'm saying Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. But by the same token, that's a team-oriented guy. That's a guy that has the respect of everybody in the locker room. If he isn't committed somewhere and on his way up to – wherever his next destination is at that point. I mean, I can't totally rule him out as the guy that might play the bowl game for Oklahoma, but my my thorough expectation is that Jackson Arnold's going to draw the start. Yeah, me too. And uh, I, I hope that Dylan Gabriel doesn't play. Now, I wish him the very best. He's been a good quarterback for Oklahoma, classy guy. Uh, you like a guy like that representing your program. And, uh, you know, if he goes to Oregon or wherever, I hope it's Oregon and not SC, uh, you know, I wish him the very best. I'll watch him play and, and root and cheer for him. There's no doubt. But if this is the decision, you know, Jackson Arnold is the guy. And he deserves to start the game. And he deserves to get the reps. And you're going to the SEC. You need uh, more time uh, warming up in the uh, bullpen before, well, this is a real game. But he needs those reps. He needs that experience uh, heading into next season. So I hopefully that will be the case. All right, before we go to break, Riverwind Casino, you know how much I love Riverwind, and they're so great uh, with the ref, and, uh, you know, they sponsor everything in the community. They give back, give back, just like they do here at Cavens Group. Riverwind has some great promotions happening for December. The 100K Frosty Fridays drawing is happening tomorrow night. Play with your wild card. Be there on Friday nights, and you could win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. We've got the Midnight Magic Madness. Play with your wild card and get 17 times the entries on Sunday. So if you want to get out there, like, have a great brunch at the uh, River Buffet, play with your wild card, get 17 times the entries for this promotion, uh, and then be there on New Year's Eve from 6 to 1130 for the preliminary drawings, uh, win your share of 100 k in cash and bonus play. Grand prize winner is going to win at least $20,240 in cash, at least in the Midnight Magic Madness promotion, which is happening on New Year's Eve. We've got a big show coming up for Lee Bryce at the Showplace Theater December 15th, Ron White on a Saturday night, December 30th, and a countdown to the new year on New Year's Eve with Midland at the Showplace Theater coming up on Sunday, December 31st. Should be a great time because we always are thinking about good times at Riverwind, and they are giving away 300 and $12,000 in cash and bonus play for December. That's in addition to all the jackpots uh, they'll be giving away as well. Out at Riverwind Casino, good times always at Riverwind. All right, break time. Let's come back, get you the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll do that next right here on The Ref. 
We are back here at Cavens. Before we jump on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. By the way, I want to mention, you know, uh, the transfer portal updates here on the ref are brought to you by Swiftco. Uh, and, again, we appreciate them very much. Gary Cavens is the man at Duke, is the, uh, the the station mascot out here. He's in the studio with us out here, as always, kind of our co-host out here. He's become a celebrity on uh, Twitter. And uh, I don't know if uh, dogs can ask for NIL money, but uh, maybe if you get a few weird barks, maybe that's what it's all about, Gary. What are you guys dealing with most right now this time of the year? I mean, we're looking at nearly a 70-degree day here in the uh, first week of December, but, you know, that's not going to hang around too long. Well, you know, right now we're uh, we're supposed to be headed into uh – pipe breaking uh water loss season however that's uh you know not here yet so we've been still dealing with a lot of mold issues but we also had a lot of um sewer backups and uh sewer floods from uh after thanksgiving time uh we had several of them so we've been cleaning up after those and dealing with those so i guess we have been dealing with some floods just a different type of flood now, you guys, uh, you talk about preventative maintenance and how you can prevent mold from, uh, you know, getting into your house and how you deal with it and uh, how that needs to be taken care of right away. Call you guys, uh, but you also let people know, you know, how to stay away from it and how to not let it and make sure it doesn't happen in your home. Uh, what tips would you give people in terms of, uh, you know, pipes uh, you know we're thinking about it right now and you look at it, it's a bright sunshiny day kind of windy but a nice day but it's coming so what do people need to know you know are there some things out there where people say well leave the the, the the you know the bathroom sinks dripping a little bit or whatever and unhook your garden hoses stuff like that is there any other information you could give or do you want to reiterate those are there some things out there that aren't necessarily true well you know i'll tell you that you know the most important the number one cause for pipe breaks that I see in my business is from heat not being on. Um, we'll see a lot of like uh, where people have guest rooms and they've closed off the vents and stuff like that and they don't go in there. And then they have an outside spigot on that wall. Um, and then what happens is that that room gets cold, but the rest of the house is warm because they've shut off the vents to save money, you know, and then that pipe breaks. So we see a lot of that unhooking hoses. Um, it, you know, that's, that's a big thing. Um, you know, dripping your faucets. I think that, I think that that helps. So, you know, I mean, um, opening cabinet doors, um, you know, let the heat get in there to where the plumbing's at is important. Uh, but really it's, it's just making sure the heat's on because a lot of the pipe breaks that we see when it comes to wintertime and stuff like that, it's from lack of heat, um, lack of heat in areas and stuff like that. Um, commercially we see them a lot in like, um, where fire pipes have been ran towards the top of the roof. Um, and you know, the heat's just not getting there to them because it's got ceilings and other things in the place. But you know, that's, that's the biggest thing I can say is just make sure that the heat's on. Um, and then that'll help prevent that. I I know some people who uh, have said, you know what I do is I keep a space heater in there, but if you're keeping a space heater in a room that you're far away from or you close the door that you know you've got to be extra careful with that i mean super careful 100 percent, because then you may be dealing with the fire yeah know? absolutely well we prevented the pipes from breaking but now we've got <laughs> fire restoration 100 uh, percent. you know uh, those things scare me and i know uh, some people use them but uh man they they can be uh they can be defective and again if you don't pay attention to the situation that can be very very dangerous 
All right, uh, you guys continue to give back to the community, right? I mean, oh. that's what you're all about. You keep, I know, United Way last week. You're doing more sponsorships this week. Yeah, we went. To, we gave a check out to uh, Norman uh, Norman High Baseball uh, this week, and you know, we've had uh, a couple other checks for, sort of show out to some of our first responders on some other things and stuff like that. So you know, we're you know we. We walk the walk and talk the talk. You know, it's important to us to give back to the community uh, because we are local. And that goes back to so important. I was reading an article the other day where a business owner put this out, and I'm not going to get 100% correct, but basically, you know, when you spend money locally, you're putting basically 100% of that money back into your community, um, whether we're buying from suppliers that are local, um, paying our employees that are local, um, paying our taxes local, doing all that. You pay, you go hire a national chain, um, you're, you know, that's going back up to their corporate office where their corporate office is. And even some of the national chains that have franchises, you know, in Oklahoma, a lot of those franchises aren't open, aren't aren't owned by Oklahomans. They're opened by uh, people in Colorado, people in Kansas, big people in Dallas. That's one of the things I've learned, too. So, you know, when you use cavens for your disaster response, water, fire, mold, um, crime scene, cleanup, emergency board up, all that kind of stuff, your money's staying here. It's staying local. And, uh, you know, me and Jessica Cavens are huge on making sure we're giving back to the community. Yeah, you guys, uh, you do. You do big time. Uh, I don't want to put too much pressure on you right now, but is there any way I can ask you to uh, to write a check for the MSGF? Of course. The Mike Steely Geriatric Fund? Well, there you go. Okay, yeah. Perfect. We'll we'll expect uh, six mm-hmm. figures of work uh, if you yeah. got it. Yeah. Early retirement we'll coming. It. There you go. <laughs> Gary, thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Gary Cabins. Uh, he's the real deal. I just turned down the wrong, wrong microphone there for a second. That's why I need money in that fund right there. You see, that's why. All right, uh, let's get a few uh, texts in while we have uh, time. And, uh, by the way, we have Caden McFarland coming on today. Make note of this, Parker Thune. One twenty for Caden today. Normally we do one thirty-five, but uh, Caden will be coming on with us uh, for that segment at one twenty. Four zero five six five one. 3439 Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. Well, Steely, Doug and Norman has breaking news for you. All right. John Rahm just announced he is leaving the PGA Tour to join Live Golf. Mm, yeah, that that was expected. I think that deal was going to be over five like $550 million. And, you know, money money talks. The, the PGA Tour loses a big one right there. He is uh, one of the best of three to five players in the world and he's been the world number one uh as well so that's that's huge jimmy and edmund says i say god bless danny stutzman he did great for us he helped change our defense to be tougher now it's time for the new guys to grow and show what stutzman led them to lead the next group that's sooner football Booma. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I like the talent they have with Kip Lewis, Jaron Canick, Sammy Elmasigo, uh, Lewis Carter. They like him. Phil Pachotti, I know he got injured, but they like him. They like all these guys. Kobe McKenzie, we'll see what, a, uh, you know, like James Nesta looks like uh, coming in in this class as well. And uh, maybe they get, like I said, a, a poop hall in the, uh, in the portal. So, um you know, it's it's going to be interesting. My, like I said, my biggest question is, can they replace that leadership? Because clearly, Danny Stutzman was the leader 
not only of the defense, really the football team along with DG. And now the question, Parker, becomes what's going to happen with Billy Bowman? What? I mean, because there's a chance you're going into the SEC without your two best defensive players. And we'll see what decision uh, Billy Bowman comes up with coming up here. I'm sure it won't be too long. Jay in Tulsa says, to summarize, OU's best defensive player, Stutzman, and best offensive player, DG, aren't going to be on the roster as they move into the SEC and that monster schedule next year. Yikes. It's going to be different for sure. Now, I, again, I think all of us thought, well, you know, Dylan Gabriel, we never, we didn't expect he was going to be, you know, making that move to the SEC with OU anyway. Danny Stutzman, I think, you know, maybe middle of the season, that question started to come up a little bit more uh, as to whether he would be back. But, yeah, and like I said, throw Billy Bowman possibly in that mix. We'll see what's going to happen there uh, with Billy Bowman, who has had a, a great Solid, you know, really good career at Oklahoma and had a great season this year and was uh, absolutely overlooked by the uh, the Thorpe Award people because his numbers are better than any of the uh, three finalists there and, uh, you know, considerably with a couple of those guys. All right, break time right here. Appreciate your patience. And, again, our transfer portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. Call them at 405 405- 831-8222-25 years of roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. We'll return right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I still like the open of that song, and I still like that song, and I'm still a favorite, uh, one of my favorite album covers and uh, albums, Appetite for Destruction. It's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. You know who else is uh, good? Knippelmeyer Chevrolet. They are sponsoring our text line. Very wise decision because the text line never stops, ever, which we appreciate. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Parker, let's close out the hour with, uh, with text right here. All right, here we go. Text line. A listener in the 918 says, offensive line is more concerning than quarterback and linebacker. Yeah, you could be losing up to four starters on the offensive line heading into next season. Just got Spencer Brown, though, committed, right? Yeah, Big commitment last night from Spencer Brown, who was their top target. He was a two-year start. Didn't he start like 25 games at Michigan State? He did. Yeah, 25 starts to his credit in his career as a Michigan State Spartan. Oklahoma may not be done with Michigan State transfers either because I really like where they sit with Geno Vandemark, another former Michigan State offensive line starter who's looking heavy at the University of Oklahoma. Can we call him uh, OU Geno once he get, gets here? We can call him yes. Geno Vandermark. We can, uh, we can have OU Geno intro him every single time we talk about it. I like it. I like That's a great idea. Uh, is Vandermark a tackle as well? Vandermark is an interior offensive lineman. He plays right guard. All right, so we get a guard there. Uh, Other O-line prospects, uh, Jalen Farmer from Florida. Is that a name? If that's a name, it's a name I haven't heard yet. But I shoot, Steely. It's so hard to stay on top of all these guys. What I know is that uh, Geno Vandermark is very high on OU, as is Southern Mississippi transfer Jerquan Scott. 
Another guy to watch would be North Texas transfer Fabeki Nawawu. Nawawu. So, yes. All right. I'm sure Fabeki Nawawu would be a great get, but I'd rather have O Eugenio what it is. <laughs> so let's get O Eugenio signed up for Bill Beatonbow. Let's do it. Sean says, OU Eors. Every team on the schedule in 2024 is losing impact players. Ole Miss, Tennessee, South Carolina. They'll have new QBs. Some teams will have new coaches. Don't live in fear. You're Oklahoma, a top five all-time program. Act like it. There you go. Oh, we're not acting like it, are we? No, I don't think we are. Yeah, I mean, it's look, you're right. Every team, a lot of teams are, well, you know, some of these are, well, I'm not seeing Bama or, any, you know, some of these teams losing a lot. Well, some of these guys are, you know, also – probably wanting to play even if they don't play a lot of snaps in a, uh, a college football playoff game, perhaps in a uh, national championship game. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I agree. You know, this is just college football in this day and age. I'm old. I don't like it. I don't like change. I don't like it at all. But you know what? Uh, it's just it's just the nature of the game now. Elsewhere on the text line, KW918 says, I thought for sure. Billy Bowman would go pro. Not sure what else he has to prove. That kid is a stud. So is Danny, but I really thought he could use another year with the best linebacker coach in the country. Yeah, I I was a little bit surprised when I saw that yesterday. Uh, There were some other people that um, weren't as surprised, but um, I don't know. To me, it's just he was – one of the guys that you look at on the Rushmore of Sooner football the last couple of years during this transition, and Danny Stutzman and Dylan Gabriel are in the center of Mount Rushmore there, right? And Billy Bowman's one of those faces too. The question is, who would be like the uh, who would be the other face? If you're talking about the the two years for Brent, you've got Danny, you've got Dylan, and you've got Billy Bowman, and we'll see what decision he makes. Who would be the other one? Drake Stoops. Yes, absolutely. Good call. Good call. I'm even embarrassed that I, I didn't think of Drake Stoops. I should have because that that kid was unbelievable. And I hope he goes on and makes an NFL roster and becomes another, uh, I don't know if he can be another Wes Welker, but you know a guy in that mold. If he has 120 receiving yards in the Alamo Bowl, he will crack the 1,000-yard barrier. I want that so badly for Drake Stoops. Sam in Tulsa on the text line says, Wondering, has anyone considered the thought that Stutzman is a high-profile guy who probably commands a substantial NIL commitment? Does him leaving the program free up dollars for portal players and or recruits? Just spitballing. Good question. What do you think, Parker? I mean, the answer to that question is obviously yes. Obviously yes. Now, how much money? Well, I think it, it depends on a lot of things, right? Because, well... The fi- it's not like the figure changes, but where you might allocate that figure changes because for portal guys, you're only having to pay them for one year, basically one or two years. If you're looking for short term stop gaps, the likes of Spencer Brown, who you brought in last night via Michigan State uh, to be a plug and play guy on their offensive line in 2024. But for recruits, you got to worry about paying those guys over three to four years. And so you need more money. You need more NIL for recruits from the high school ranks than you do for portal guys because of the longevity that you're going to get out of those guys. By the way, 
uh, several listeners have brought it to our attention. Well, it was already brought to our attention because it uh, found its way into the news last night, but we have yet to mention it. Phil Lodeholt is going back home to Colorado as the new offensive yeah, line that, coach for Deion Sanders. In my notes, yeah, Coach Prime. So that worked out well for uh, Phil Lodeholt, no doubt, yeah. Uh, saw that last night, and uh, good for him. Moving on up like the Jeffersons. Uh, you know, Dion got off to a great start. A lot of eyeballs on Colorado football games, particularly early in the year. We'll see what happens. They've got a lot of guys leaving there. But uh, we know that uh, as long as uh, Coach Prime is there, that uh, Colorado football will have some uh, marquee value. Now, they turned out it was a flop the rest of the season, but we'll see. But good for Phil Holodholt. That's right. And Colorado okay. did land a five-star offensive lineman this morning, Jordan Seaton, somebody that Oklahoma had been rumored to be a yeah, contender for. Yeah, how about that? Moment. Uh, yeah, you go. Slim Brady asked, should we have promoted Lodeholt to offensive line coach? Already landed a five-star. Yeah, well, if you followed our uh, reporting on Jordan Seaton throughout his recruitment, I I believe you are aware that decision has nothing to do with Phil Lodeholt and everything to do with money, money, money. I asked you about him a bunch, and you gave the same answer. <laughs> uh, OU's not really in that game because that game is all about money, so... There you go. All right. I want to thank Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. They'll do great work for you. Heating and air needs, need them addressed, they can do it for you, and they are extremely professional. Hour number two, coming up next. And we've got a lot to talk about. Back here at Cabin's Group, the very best at what they do, disaster response. They are the first ballot Hall of Fame selection, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hopefully, you don't have to uh, deal with Cabin's Group that often. But if you have to, uh, you're going to find out how professional they are, how personable they are, and how good they are at their job. Uh, They specialize in water fire, mold damage, storm damage, crime scene cleanup. They are a disaster response group, uh, environmental response group, uh, very much into that. They are a strong supporter of uh, community initiatives around uh, the Oklahoma area, particularly here in Norman and Oklahoma City. And uh, everybody who has had to use cabins, uh, you know, when you're getting into a situation where you're uh, pretty down about something, whether it's, you know, a busted pipe or fire damage or whatever, uh, they always rave about Cabins made it easier for them uh, during a tough transition. So Cabins Disaster Response Group, they're the best in the Oklahoma City area, 405-573-3048. And in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And I I really like it out here always because it's a very homey atmosphere. They're very professional, but you know what? They also have four dogs out here at the office. We have four dogs at Chase Stadium, and they can be a handful sometimes. But really nice people, uh, and uh, it it feels like we're home out here on Thursdays. Plank loves it. I love it. And uh, Gary and his team do a great job, and they truly do give back. It's not just lip service. They do it with the checkbook, and uh, they help out people in the community here, no doubt about it. All right, hour number two presented by Oklahoma Generator. 
And again, it looks great outside today, except for the wind. But for December seventh, you know, we're we're going to approach close to seventy degrees today. But that's going to be changing, folks. The times will be a changing, and you may need a generator in the winter. It's uh, something you need to have, really, if you live here in the state of Oklahoma in the unpredictable weather. And uh, Oklahoma Generator, they are the uh, highest-rated, longest-operating Generac dealer with a great reputation, and uh, they can get you set up with a great one, 405-321-6631, or go online to okgen.com. Parker, uh, before we move on, back to the text line, can we play our uh, – I labeled it as a moment of silence, but, you know, Danny Stutzman didn't pass away. He's just passing – to another phase of football, but uh, just a short tribute to, uh, like I said, I, you know, I said moment of silence earlier, but this is more of a short tribute for Sooner Nation to Danny Stutzman. I'm certain about two things in life. I'm certain that one, Oklahoma only fears God, and number two, Texas fears Oklahoma. Oh, Danny boy. The pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. We have uh, glens and mountainsides in uh, Oklahoma, so that works, right? Do we? And also, you you mentioned yeah. you mentioned that earlier that Cavens helps people out with the checkbook, and it got me thinking: Do you have a checkbook? Mm-hmm. When was the last time you wrote a check? I have a checkbook for my uh, LLC company, but I think I've written like one check with it. They recommended you get a checkbook. Um, but I, other than that, personal check. And, again, I've, I've had that checkbook, and it's still – I think there's one check that's been ripped out of it, and that happened like three years ago. I think, other than that, the last check I wrote had to be back in like maybe – Late 90s, mid-late 90s would be my guess. Have you ever written a check? You haven't, have you? Well, I I have written a check on a few occasions. I can't recall why. I can't recall why I wrote a check or who I wrote a check to. You know what? No, now that I think about it, maybe I've never written a check. Maybe I've only ever used avoided check because, you know, some things you need avoided check for. Um, if you're going like direct deposit or something like that, but now you know what? Now that I yeah. think about it, I think that's the only reason I've ever used my checkbook. I don't think I've ever written an actual check. Have you ever used a phone with a cord attached to it? A phone with a cord attached to it? Yes, mm-hmm. I have. Okay. What were you like two years old then, or something, trying to make a phone call, or what? Yes, I was young. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm trying to think of, yeah, things that we used to do that are never, like, I remember, I am so old that we had to get up out of our chairs or off the couch to change the TV channel. Can you imagine what that? What an inconvenience. I know. It was ridiculous. Of course, there were only, like, five channels, so you could just, you had to turn the dial. But I remember the first remote that we got, and it was from, uh, you know, the, the certain cable company. But 
it had this long cord attached to it, and you could pull it over to the light, but the cord was still attached to it, and it was that little sliding thing, you know, and you would just slide through it. I remember, man, we've got 50 channels. This is the greatest thing ever. There's no way that there won't always be something on TV for the rest of my life with 50 channels. This is unbelievable. And nowadays, you know, you've got 50 streaming services, 700 million channels, and you're like, man, there's nothing to watch right now. There's just nothing to watch. (sighs) Life comes at you fast. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's hear from the Ref Army and what they have to say. Frat Bro Mark says, I'm so glad we didn't have camera phones back in college. Mark uh, was in my fraternity. Uh, there would have been uh, some big, big trouble back. Yes, that, that we we all would have been in trouble, and we were not the crazy, out of control frat at OU. But uh, there's still there were some things that you wouldn't want to have had photographed. Yes, I know what you're saying. This listener in the 405 asks, what is the Bull Mania group and password? If you would like to play Bull Mania with us here at the Ref, the group name on ESPN's Capital One Bull Mania is Unhitch the Wagon. The password is Sooners, capital S. That is how you join the Bull Mania group and have a chance to win prizes. Uh, Yes, including, uh, you know, what we're talking about is uh, those Hal Smith gift cards. Hal Smith, the greatest restaurateur in the area, and uh, just a really d- good dude. And every restaurant that he has pretty much turns to gold. When you're talking about Charleston's, big leagues, the garage, awesome burger place, neighborhood jam, extremely popular, Louis. I mean, Hal Smith is, um, you know, he just turns every restaurant to gold. And I've gotten some Hal Smith gift cards, like for the holidays, every now and then, and I love those. Like, here's, you know, 100 bucks to Charleston's. Like, yes, thank you very much. So uh, that's what we're playing for. We want to thank uh, Hal Smith. Um, visit HalSmith.com, by the way, and you can get those gift cards, and that's a great way to spread some holiday joy because there's not a bad restaurant in the group. They're all major league. Daniel in New York City says in the text line, just doing the math here. BV says to expect 35 to 37 new incoming players. And Venables did say in his press conference this morning that the Sooners expect to sign 27 out of high school. They have 26 commits right now, uh, Steely. So you have EPLs. I mean, the EPLs in a way, maybe that would be what logic would suggest. Would it not? Yep. Uh, and so Daniel in NYC says 26 now plus one more possible addition from high school EPL question mark portal additions one now plus seven to nine more incoming transfers excited to see who else is added. You mentioned uh, running back and uh, so far we know that uh, uh, Dalen Smothers left Tommy Walker left uh, Marcus Major there, as well and Marcus May yeah that's right Marcus Major also people keep thinking what about Javante Barnes well you know what right now he's still an Oklahoma Sooner so we'll have to wait and see but uh, this uh, Samuel Franklin from Tennessee Martin do we know who some of his other 
uh, prospective teams are out there and how how uh, popular a kid this this guy is in the portal? Well, it's not going to be the only running back that Oklahoma pursues. Let's just get that mm-hmm. clear. So that's I, I'm not even. What about Trevor Etienne from Florida? What about him? In the portal, right? I think he is a Georgia Bulldog or an LSU Tiger. You know, I don't like LSU. Those freaking Cajun hillbillies and their horrible fans. But, you know, I, uh, there was an ETN at Clemson, and there have been some ETNs at LSU, yes. So, there you go. Uh, 405 651 3439 Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jeff from OKC says, Something funny about me in the Army versus Navy game. When I was very young, I thought they only played each other. They prepared to just play each other. Yeah, I guess as a kid, I could see that being. I remember uh, as a kid, you know, you thought, man, this, you know, you appreciated the armed forces, but you kind of thought, man, this is a boring game. You know, it's the one game of the weekend and the uniforms are. Personally, I like Army's old school uniforms. Do you like the new alternates that they wear? It seems like they both have a specially designed uniform for each game now. But, for instance, Army's uh, home uniforms, I always thought they were awesome. Very basic, but awesome. Well, you got a you got an awesome color scheme to work with, right? Black and gold. How do you go wrong with black and gold? It's really tough to screw that up. It is. Colorado screwed it up a couple times this year, though, right? Well. They went, well, one, they took the gold out on occasion. The white and black, eh, not a fan. And I always thought, yeah, you're right, that is a great color scheme. Yeah, one of those ones that you really can't go wrong with. Um, a listener in the 402 says, people might want to prepare themselves for Desan McCullough to make a push at linebacker, if not for the bull, but in the spring. He really struggled in coverage, but he's too good of a player to play 10 to 15 snaps a game. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was running through uh, <clears throat> writing down the linebacker list. Uh, you know, do will you include him at linebacker? Is Cheetah basically a linebacker? So I left him off the list, but the, yeah, that's right. You know, we'll see. By the way, we still have to wait and see what happens with Justin Harrington's, uh, you know, medical situation and if he can come back. And, you know, let's say Billy Bowman leaves. He'd really like to have Justin Harrington back too, right? You would, and I don't. I'm not really sweating that. I fully expect that he will get that bonus year of eligibility from the NCAA. Yeah, and not that he's a safety, but you, you're just going to need. And I, I know Teddy was raving about him uh, in the preseason, and he was off to a pretty good start, and then unfortunately got hurt. But uh, we'll see. So that Billy Bowman decision looms pretty large, and. Uh, Who knows how soon we'll find out on that, but that's obviously gigantic. All right, let's take a break right here. When we get back, Caden McFarland joins us. We will talk about uh, Danny Stutzman's departure. We'll talk a little college football playoff, a little bowl stuff as well. Uh, Keep it right here. We are at the one and only Cavens Group, as we are each and every Thursday, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Ladies and gentlemen, Notre Dame fanatic, 
Channel 2 Sports Director Cade McFarland in Tulsa joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Now, Cade McFarland has been known to light a fire on the Twitter X thing with Sooner fans from time to time. Man. He might be a doomsday prophet every now and then, sometimes. But uh, we always love having Caden on. So, Caden, what's Thank your you. take? What's your take on uh, DG leaving and uh, and Danny Stutzman on his way out at OU? And uh, you know, I'm, clearly those are and we're we're waiting on Billy Bowman, and the Sooners are getting ready to go to the SEC. So, what's your your take on what's going on down or going down in Norman right now? Yeah, no doomsday prophet thing going on here. I mean, they're just fine in in both of those spots. They they were planning on. Dylan Gabriel moving on at the end of this season. Jackson Arnold looks like a guy. Now, I will say this, just generally speaking, big picture-wise. This is not the moment for the next couple of years until that COVID year expires. This is just generally not the moment where you want to be going with a first-time starter or a really young quarterback, an 18-, 19-, 20-year-old, because so many other teams across the country, and this will be the case in the SEC next year too, I'm sure, have 23, 24-year-old quarterbacks starting because of the COVID year and all that movement. I mean, Oregon, you know, likely to have Dylan Gabriel starting. So generally speaking, you would rather avoid this for the year 2024, but Jackson Arnold appears to be so special that I I totally understand why OU fans are fired up and ready. And, you know, I I guess uh, Brent Venables wouldn't commit to it, but we all assume he's going to play in the Alamo Bowl, and that makes the Alamo Bowl so much more exciting uh, than it would be if Jackson Arnold was not the starting quarterback. So I think they're fine at quarterback. Linebacker is uh, maybe a little more tricky. Just, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily expecting Danny Stutzman to jump in, into the NFL draft at this point. He was the heart and soul. I mean, when he was healthy, that defense was different than when he wasn't healthy. Not to say that it was all bad, uh, you know, after that injury at Kansas, but when he was right, they didn't give up very much at all. And, uh, and he was fantastic. And, Coming back from the injury, I would say he was, you know, a little less than fantastic, and, and so was that defense. So, But there's plenty of talent there as well, and even if they need to pick up one guy in the portal, I bet they find, you know, a quality player there. I, I don't doubt that this defense will continue on an upward trajectory. So, yes, going back to what really upset some OU fans, I, look, I was at the Big 12 championship game, watching Texas just absolutely dominate OSU, and it just the thought popped into my head, if you think about it for a second, Steely, this is really more a compliment to OU than it is some sort of knock, but for the last 25 years, they've had a certain kind of schedule in the Big 12, and that's going to change in the SEC. We all know that. We mm-hmm. talk about it all yeah. the time. It's just going to be a little more rigorous. Week in, week out, greater athleticism, bigger crowds when you're going on the road. It's just going to be a tougher schedule. We know that. But the thought popped into my head, you know what? I know Texas won a national championship in 05, and they played for one in 09, but I don't think there's any time over the last 25 years since Bob Stoops took over that I would have said Texas is ahead of Oklahoma as a program. And I, I just think, and I know obviously a lot of people in Sooner Nation disagree with me, I think that right now Texas is a, a little bit ahead. I said two steps ahead. I wish I could take that back because that can mean any number of things. The language was not precise enough. But I think right now, because Sark has a year-head start on Venable, because Ewers is expected back next year, I know they do lose a lot. But it, they've got the NIL thing going in a good way, too. And here's the biggest thing. The Texas defensive line and the Texas offensive line appear to be figured out for the first time in a long time. And that is yeah. just 
so I was laughing. Cute. I was laughing, Caden, because uh, I thought, uh oh, here we go. And then I'm saying, here, here, did you watch the game in the Cotton Bowl, huh? Did you see it? Who won? You know, but well, look, Texas yeah. is a little bit further down the road. The Sooners played played a great game. Brent's, uh, you know, in his second year. Sark's in his third. And uh, we'll see. And I think both teams are going to be just fine in the SEC. It's going to be, you know, you're going to have to deal with some nine and threes, eight and fours, maybe a seven and five uh, every now and then on a down year in the SEC. But, yeah, I think both programs are going to be fine. Parker? Yeah, well, here, here's my question, Caden, because whenever we have you on, I like to throw a big-picture question or two your way. And you admitted to using imprecise language when you called Texas two steps ahead of Oklahoma. But as imprecise as your language might have been, I don't think language gets any more imprecise than the College Football Playoff Committee trying to explain their omission of Florida State from the playoff field this past weekend. What was your take on that whole debacle? Well they might have done their job because we have for years heard, you know, them say that four best. Now, have they always done it that way? Absolutely not. But whatever, if they have said that four best is what they're striving for, and maybe that's what they got. I mean, to me, if you're saying four best, then Georgia needs to be in the field, but whatever. It's always, that's the point. It's always some sort of combination, but absolutely Florida state got jobs. They just did everything that everybody has said about this, why play the games and everything else, I agree. And here's the biggest reason why. I go back to the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. We all, well, I don't want to say, almost everybody, Vegas included, thought that Oregon was probably the better team and it was a little bit of a fluke the way Washington beat them in Seattle back in October. Everybody thought that Oregon was going to get them back in the Pac-12 championship game. The line was up near like 9 or 10, right? And what happens? Washington proceeds to do pretty much exactly what they did to them on their own home field in October. We think we know who the best teams are. We think we know who's going to win. And we're surprised every week. Not every time, but every week we are surprised. It's what makes sports so much fun. Right? It's why we watch, because we don't know for sure going in. So, yeah, looking at what Florida State rolled out there in the ACC championship game with, it, with its third in the playoff, they would have gone back to their second string guy. Now, that team didn't look near as good as Alabama happened to look that day against Georgia when, granted, they played great and certainly looked like one of the top four teams in the country. But I only need to go back one week to fourth and 31, (laughs) basically a Hail Mary to beat a bad Auburn team. You you can't convince me that this particular Alabama team is as good as all the Alabama teams that gave this one so much benefit of the doubt. I believe they only have four victories this season of 21 points or more. That's about half what Bama usually has in a given year. This is not the same dominant Alabama team. Now, they may go win a couple of games and win the national championship. They've got the best coach and probably on the whole as much or more talent than anybody in that field. But absolutely, Florida State got jobs for several reasons. Uh, and, man, I, here's the thing, though. I go back to 1993, Parker. Notre Dame beat Florida State 31-24. They finished the season with the same record, and all of the voters gave the national championship to Florida State. So maybe, maybe 30 years later, just maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. All right, Caden. Uh, 
We've got about two minutes left. I know you're on the move. You're going to a big press conference, and uh, that is expected to be the announcement of Bill Blankenship uh, stepping down at Owasso and uh, ending what has been an iconic uh, career, you know, uh, in high school football and uh, to some extent in college football. But, um, you know, you think about the impact. I can first – Memory for me of Bill Blankenship was working with uh, Justin Fuente as, as his quarterback at Union back in the day. So just a, a quick thought on Bill Blankenship and what he's meant to, uh, to high school football. Yeah, it, it, would be hard to, it would be hard to put that into words. Uh, you know, the thing that comes to mind for me, he, he lost the job at Tulsa, which broke his heart. You know, and that was just a couple of years removed from winning a Conference USA championship and a school record 11 games for his alma mater. And instead of languishing, instead of moving out of this area, he stuck around. He, he spent that, that year after being fired as an analyst for Justin Fuente at Memphis, learned a lot, and then brought a slightly different approach from everything that he had always done uh, at Union and then at TU to Owasso and said he had learned that maybe you know he needed to bring a little more energy than he had in the past. And he coached a little bit differently led that first Owasso team of his to a state championship, I think only the second in program history, kept them near the top and won another state championship. You just can't argue with the result. Um, you know, at every place he's ever been, one of the greatest coaches Oklahoma high school football has ever seen with a great little chapter at TU as well. And, uh, and he's, one of the, he's one of the guys where you can say this and mean it even better as a human than he was as a coach, which is incredible to say. Yeah, and, and, and the same thing, you know, we lost Alan Trimble a few years back, and people say the same things, that jinx union rivalry, and it still goes on. But back in the day with those two on the sidelines, as good as it gets, and uh, both great coaches and uh, fantastic human beings. So, Caden, we appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much. You bet, fellas. Always a pleasure. Caden McFarland joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. You know what I like when Caden comes on? You always get like two people who say, get this guy off of here. You know what that means? You know what that means? He's a good guest, and he always has some good opinions or strong opinions. You may not agree with every one of them, but he does have some opinions, that's for sure. All right, break time. My opinion is that Cavens is the place when it comes to disaster response. They are the very best. That's where we're here, why we're here every Thursday to tell you about Cavens in the metro area, 405 Five seven three thirty forty eight, and in Tulsa, nine one eight two eight two seven six one two. Coming right back on the ref. We are back. Good to have you with us, Mike Steely, Parker Thune. I am here at Cavens Group as I am every Thursday. Want to let you know about Fridays at Riverwind Casino. By the way, they've got. A big-time promotion happening uh, throughout the month of December, a month where Riverwind's going to give away nearly $315,000 of cash and bonus play away. It's called the 100K Freaky, or I'm sorry, Frosty Fridays promotion. Big difference between those two words. Uh, The 100K Frosty Fridays promotion. Play with your wild card, particularly Monday and Tuesday, to get five times the entries and then be there Tomorrow night for the big drawings, they might announce your name over the intercom and you can win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. That's just one of the promotions. They have the Midnight Magic Madness promotion, play with your wild card, uh, especially on Sunday for that promotion where you can get 17 times the entries for the drawing. 
playing with your wild card, getting five points in your wild card, not that hard to do, and get 17 times the entries for the Midnight Magic Madness promotion. What's that entail? You need to be there on New Year's Eve for the big drawing, 6 to 11.30 for the preliminary drawings where they'll give away $100,000 in cash and bonus play. And then the grand prize winner announced just before midnight is going to win at least $20,240 in cash. And uh, that's the minimum amount. Uh, Some leftover prizes that are claimed, uh, they will add to that total. So we've got all kinds of stuff happening in the month of December, including concerts at the Showplace Theater, uh, Lee Bryce, Friday night, December 15th, Ron White, Saturday, December 30th, Midland on uh, New Year's Eve, uh, December 31st. How about that back-to-back? The comedy of Ron White, who's one of the best out there, on a Saturday night. And then Sunday, Midland will be on stage for the New Year's Eve concert uh, out at Riverwind. Uh, Riverwind, of course, has uh, not only the best games, the best bars and dining, great hotel, tremendous promotions. That's why they are simply the best, always Good times to be had at Riverwind Casino. All right, text line, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet, text line. Sooner Dan from Enid says, Steely, you're only a couple years older than me, and my dad's remote control was me, my brother, and my sister. (laughs) The kids did kind of function as their remote a lot of the time because dad would be back in the – in the easy chair, the lazy boy, and uh, you were usually sitting uh, closer to the TV, maybe in the floor and, you know, kind of off to the side of the screen. So, yeah, I remember those days very well. This listener in the 405 says, in res- I think this is in response to Caden's comment that Texas is ahead of Oklahoma getting ready for the transition to the SEC. This listener says, I'd still take BV over Sark any day. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like the direction Oklahoma's heading. I think Sark's done a pretty good job. The first two years were certainly, and particularly first season, a little bit rocky. But, um, you know, if it, I don't know. It's a, uh, if it's 100 meters, you know, it's pretty close with the Sooners, you know, real close to Texas, but Texas a little bit ahead. And a lot of that is the fact that Sark's had an extra year and, Look, we've always said that Texas is going to get great athletes. They're going to have a ton of money. They've got the bigger stadium, all of that stuff. There are so many advantages at Texas, and Oklahoma has great advantages too. But they haven't had the culture that Oklahoma's had, and Brent is trying to repair the culture. He's in his second year from what freaking Muleshoe did, you know, eventually turned the uh, Oklahoma program from – you know, still, you know, they weren't playing great defense toward the end of Bob's tenure, but all of a sudden they became, you know, Charmin Ultra Soft under Muleshoe, and Brent's trying to repair that. So, and I still think they're moving in the right direction. Back to the text line we go. Sugar Shane in Newcastle would like to know, do y'all eat Vienna sausages or not? No. Very creepy, and the uh, the liquid that they come, you know, that they float around in is also looks toxic to me. So, no. Another listener says, well, this is Big Rich and OKC. Big Rich and OKC says, I disagree on Texas being ahead. If we make better calls in two games, we're in the playoff. 
Yeah, like I said, I, I think uh, if you want to say Texas is a nose ahead right now, you know, Texas, again, uh, there are some people out there who might say, you know, Texas should be the best program in the country. They have all the advantages. But, look, A&M has a ton of advantages, too. It's how you coach them up. It's not just the recruits that you bring in. Um, so, look, I don't think Oklahoma's far behind Texas. They might be really close. I mean, you, when you look at – or right, even on even terms, because the Sooners won the game this year. Oklahoma's own Texas, uh, you know, since 2000 or so. And uh, you all you have to do is look at the number of Big 12 championships won. Now, Texas can be dangerous when the Horns get the right coach. There's no doubt. And Sark is looking like a much better hire than he did initially. Uh, another listener, a Sooner in Ohio says Sark year one five and seven BV year one six and seven Sark year two eight and five BV year two ten and three or eleven and two we're gonna be just fine Texas is not miles ahead of OU uh <laughs> Ardmore Sooner has referred to Caden McFarland as an ignoramus When's the last time you talked to an ignoramus now I, I disagree Caden's a nice guy with with opinions and uh, he he he's not a guy that completely toes the line for Sooner Sunshine all the time. But um, like I said, Texas is uh, both programs are moving in the right direction. Look, Oklahoma won on the field this year. Texas is going to the playoffs. So both are good programs. The Sooners have the better track record the last 25 years or so, no doubt. Much better track record. Not even close. But uh, and I think both are going to be fine in the SEC. And it, who knows, Parker? Let's say Nick Saban wins the national championship. Any chance that he says, you know what? I think that's it. What do you think? And then all of a sudden, you could have a very uh, interesting situation in Alabama. A listener in the four hundred five says, Texas is only ahead. Because of the better interior D linemen and depth, everywhere else we match up equally. And to your question, Steele, I think that's accurate. I think think if Nick Saban were to win a national championship, that might be the juncture at which he rides off into the sunset because he's not getting any younger. Now, I think the natural question that that creates is what kind of trickle down effect does that have on the rest of college football as far as the jobs that come available? Because Lord knows Alabama is not going to have a first-time head coach. They're going to go grab somebody from another institution, probably a high-end one. I think Dabo Sweeney at Clemson would be a major contender for that Alabama job. And so Played at Alabama, cre- yep. Yeah, you create a vacancy there. Now there's another program that's got to fill a vacancy and so on and so forth. The dominoes would start falling, that's for sure. No doubt about it. So uh, there you go. All right. Uh I always figure Caden's always going to get some blowback, and I like that. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line here at Cavens Group. They're the best at disaster response. They specialize in water, mold, crime scene cleanup. Uh, Also, they're a huge supporter of the uh, community initiatives here in Norman and around the state. Uh, It's not just lip service. They write the checks, and they help people out in the community. And uh, they can help you out in a desperate situation if you have water, fire, mold damage, storm damage, 
crime scene cleanup. Cavens is the best in the business in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. And in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. One more segment coming up on this Thursday. Keep it right here on the Ref Radio Network. The greatest environment in all of sports, with all due respect to the Augusta National Golf Club, is OU Texas at the Cotton Bowl. And it has been preserved until 2036. That is great news. Did I actually see a few people saying, I'd rather have it at Jerry World. The accommodations are nicer. Uh You know what? Sometimes you have to pay a price, okay, to keep tradition. And to keep greatness, it's not about your comfort, all right? It's about keeping Oklahoma, Texas where it deserves to be. If it was at the Roman Coliseum back in the day, you see what the Coliseum looks like now. I would still say have it at the Roman freaking Coliseum. You soft, we need a better bathroom. You know what? Pee in a Folgers uh, jar or something. That's what we had to do as kids on road trips every now and then. You know, back in back when times were simpler and more disgusting, of course. Uh, <laughs> this man really said pee in a Folgers jar. At the it, Cotton Bowl. It, it, hey, I bet there are other people out there my age, you know, that because as a kid, you know, well, can we pull over? Can we? Well, here's the. It was very unsanitary, but and it only happened a couple times. But I bet there are people who can tell you on the text line, my age, when they were road tripping with their parents, they probably did that once in their life. Julio on the text line says, people who say move it to Jerry's World have obviously never been to the game. Look, uh, the city of Dallas is stepping up, right? Better security measures and some other stuff. Uh, it, it's frustrating. I know there was Cricket City this year. There have been some bathroom overflow. You know what? You can wade through freaking sewage to participate in OU Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Just toughen up. A listener from the 580 says, Sissified softy snowflakes. Jerry World, give me a break. I see. I agree. This time I agree with sissified. What kind of sissified pansy snowflakes? Yes. Sissified softy snowflakes. All right. Yeah. I I will agree with that one. Yes. Okie Tom says one more Jerry Jones facelift and his ears will meet on the top of his head. (laughs) Oh, man. Too much plastic surgery. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, there, I, I know there's one, uh, well, I won't mention, but there's someone from a long, long time ago in a high school past far, far away that I remember seeing pictures of thinking, man, that is way too much plastic surgery. Used to be, you know, somewhat attractive and turned into a Gila monster. <laughs> I was like. That looks like Godzilla's daughter. Jeez, that's enough. <laughs> Gila monster. It was from human to Gila monster. Oh, South Dakota Suter says, Parker, don't laugh about the Folgers jar. My dad made my sister and I do that in an ice cream bucket on our way to the Black Hills. See? Jim in OKC says, I would stop going if it was Jerry's world. 
I refuse to give that man any more of my money after BYU in 2009. Yeah, there's some bad memories there. From There's some great memories there, too. I mean, Cal Katera's catch, Trey Brown. Uh, there's some good memories there, but there are also some bad ones. Yeah, Google up Gila Monster. It, it, you don't want to look like a Gila Monster. No, you do not. Face. No, you do not. A listener in the 405 asks, when did Steely last attend OU Texas in person? Um, probably 2014, I guess. I know it's been a while. But I don't care if the bathrooms are overflowing or I don't care, uh, you know. My situation is we had, like, older parents and stuff that, you know, we, we it wasn't for not wanting to go. There were just situations. But OU Texas, I don't care if you have to wear Depends undergarments there in your, in your mid-20s. It needs to stay there. Blue. Would you wear Depends if it uh, if you didn't have media bathroom access, Parker, just to keep OU Texas at the Cotton Bowl? <laughs> if I didn't have bathroom access? Yes. No, I wouldn't wear Depends. I would just simply not go to the bathroom all day. Really? You have that much control of your bladder? Or I would do. You like, I you do. do? See, wait till wait till you get right here in this lane at sixty, because that that control is not what it used to be. I'm just saying, and I'm not saying like I've got to have depends, but I'm just saying, oh my gosh, I just had uh, water two minutes ago, half a glass, and now I got to make another trip. A listener in the nine one eight says, "Of course, Steely hasn't been to OU Texas in a decade. He's too busy making trips to stool water." Yeah, it's true. Secretly going to the Boone. I'm like the, uh, I'm like a Russian spy kind of deal. What was that great said? The Americans. By the way, you guys need to watch. Do you have Amazon Prime? We do. All right. So, you know, a lot of times Shay and I will watch a series, and I'm watching sports on my phone, like a Thunder game, or you know, uh, if it's not like an OU game or something, a big game's going on, I'll watch it on my phone. So. Occasionally, you run into those scenarios where, like, man, we're out of series right now. So I dug deep the other day on Amazon Prime. I had heard about the series Homeland, and I said, "Hey, this has like eight seasons, and uh, it's got Damian uh, Damian Lewis. Is that the guy's name? The uh, the actor who was in Billions and Band of Brothers." Um, so I thought, let's give this a try. It's really good. We just got through the first season. If you like the blacklist, in fact, uh, wrestler from the blacklist is in there. Really, in the series, um, and the other uh, there's there are a couple more from the blacklist in there, but it's a it's really intense. It's excellent. Now I don't know how the rest of the series is going to go, but we really like it. So if you guys are looking for one, Amazon Prime, uh, Homeland, really good. I will keep that in mind. Put that on your uh, – just put it on, like, your watch list. Okay. It's it's really sad when you run out of a series and you can't find another series. It's th- Those are tough times. Very difficult to, to go through that. And then Danny Stutzman leaves, too, and you don't have a series. Luckily, we have a series. It would be much more tough to take if we didn't have a series to watch. We'd really be thinking more about Danny Stutzman leaving then. So, anyway. 
All right, great job as usual, guys and gals on the text line. We didn't hear from LaDonna in Lubbock today. Maybe she tried, but she's uh, she's working covert ops for the Sooner Nation there uh, in Sand Aggie country out in Lubbock. All right, we got to get out of here. Appreciate Gary and the crew here at Cabins. They're always super hospitable, and they are just tremendous at what they do here at Cabins. And again, in Norman, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Locked in is coming up next right here on The Ref.